Welcome to this Wednesday evening's live stream on Truth Radio with Pastor Daryl Sparks. It's our prayer this evening that as the word goes forth that you would join with this word in the time of prayer that you would turn your house into a place of prayer. In the time of worship that you would turn your home into a house of worship and allow God's spirit to dwell in your home. Thank you for joining us this evening and we are going to turn this live stream over to Pastor Sparks at this point. God bless you. Consume me, Lord, and make me more 
Praise the Lord, everyone. It's great to be with you guys again on this Wednesday evening. I'm thankful for the keeping power of our God. I've been trying to stay in contact with most of you, and uh, I'm glad that the Lord has kept each and every one of you. Our God is great and greatly to be praised. I'd like for us to take a moment and let's pray. Before we get into our message tonight, I would like for us to pray again for our nation, for our leadership. I'd also like you to pray for the other saints of the Palace of Praise. I know this is difficult times we are going through and being separated from one another and not being able to fellowship with one another is just adding a whole nother dimension to the stress that's going on in many of our lives. But thank God we have God and we have prayer. And uh, would you join with me and let's pray and ask Lord also to help us with this message tonight that I would deliver it and that you would receive it. Lord, we are thankful again, God, for your goodness and your mercy to us. Thankful, Lord, again that we're able, God, to gather together with people of a like precious faith, Lord, tonight. And have a time, O oh God, of prayer together and a time, Lord, of rightly dividing the word of truth. Pray, God, that you would be with our nation, Lord, and with this world. God, you are totally aware of every situation, God, that is going on in this world. 
this pandemic, oh God, and all of those that have been affected by this pandemic, every saint of God that has been adversely affected, Lord, you know each one. And I pray, God, that you would give them strength. Put your hand, Lord, upon them. Protect them, lead them, and guide them. I pray, God, that you would be the leadership, Lord, of this nation. Be with our president and vice president. Help these men, oh God, as they make decisions, Lord, that will affect us and affect this world. Help them, oh God, I pray, Lord, to make the right decisions. I pray, God, also for our local government leadership, Lord, that you would help them in all their decisions that they must make here in the state of Oregon and across this nation. Pray, Lord, you'd also be with every pastor, God. Help them, Lord, with all the decisions they must make on when to open the church, God, and what they should do in regards to reopening the sanctuary of the Most High God. I pray, God, you would give each one of them wisdom and also be with every saint of God. Protect them, strengthen them, lead them, guide them, Lord. Give them wisdom in all the decisions that they must make. God, keep them safe. Put your hedge of protection, Lord, round about them, I pray, God. Pray, Lord, also that you would help me tonight in handling the Word of God, and you would also touch every mind and heart to receive the Word of God tonight. Lord, you are great and truly greatly to be praised, and we give you all the glory and the honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. As you draw your attention to Psalm chapter 16, Psalm chapter 16, I'm going to read this psalm tonight. This is a Wednesday night Bible study, and so I'm going to read this entire psalm. I believe it's important that you hear the entirety of this psalm. So as you're turning to Psalm chapter 16, Psalm chapter 16, this is a psalm of David. I'll begin reading in verse number 1, and if you have your Bible, I invite you to read along with me. Verse 1 of Psalm 16 says, Preserve me, O God, for in Thee do I put my trust. O my soul, Thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to Thee. But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight, their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another god. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth and my flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I know we have quoted this verse many, many times. Verse number 11 of 16. Thou 
will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. David seemed to always find himself in difficult situations. If you study David's life, you're going to find it It seems like he goes from one problem to the next problem to the next problem. I know some of us can relate to that situation, and some of us can relate to that right now. But I don't sense from David's writing in Psalm 16 that there was any immediate danger he was facing or some kind of crisis he was involved in while he's writing this psalm. So I don't believe this psalm is a psalm of deliverance, but a psalm of security. Someone say security. I believe we too often overlook this aspect of God. We can easily recognize God as the deliverer when He performs some miraculous act of deliverance. You are speeding off a cliff and the next thing, whoa, you're back on the road again. Pun intended. He knows He's a healer. or We know He's a healer because we have witnessed His healing power. He's a provider. Why? Because we have seen Him provide. We've seen Him provide even during this pandemic. In the last few days and weeks, we have seen God reveal Himself as a provider. But like your home security system, there's no way of knowing how many criminals stood outside of your house planning to break into your house but they noticed the sign on the window or the cameras that were mounted on your house and they chose not to vandalize your house. Now, you were probably even unaware of that danger. You were probably totally unaware that that individual was standing outside of your house or standing on your property or sizing up your house. The only way you can measure the security of God is when you see how others around you have been vandalized by the devil. That's how security companies get their numbers, is they'll say, this many houses in your neighborhood have been vandalized, but because of our security system, yours was not. When you see what the devil has stolen from others, how the devil has damaged what God gave to them, then you can see what you were protected from. See, the element of the security of God throughout the Bible, God is referred to as a refuge, a strong tower, my fortress, a shield, a stronghold, an ever-present help. Could I say this? A 24-hour security system. Because I'm talking about the security we have in God. But David found security in a relationship with God. I believe this is indicated in verse number 8 of Psalm 16. I have set the Lord always before me. I have set the Lord always before me. He's keeping the things of God. He's keeping his relationship with God as the very center of his life, or the focal point of his life. See, we get so busy in life that God becomes a secondary thing in our life. We push him into the background. We push him behind us. But David said, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. 
Then he said, I shall not be moved. In verse 2, David makes a proclamation. Oh, my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord. See, the first Lord in that verse is Yahweh. And the second word, Lord, in that verse means master. David stating that God is over him and in control of him. He must answer to his master. So we can see how David is establishing the basis for his security in God. It's found in a relationship with God. We've got too many people that want the security of God without the relationship with God. And folks, that will preach right there. We have individuals that they have a house and they want the security system to keep on going, but they fail to pay the premiums and the security system is turned off. And yes, everything looks like it's still there. The cameras are still there and they may even left the sticker in the window saying, we have this security system guarding this premises, but they failed to continue to maintain the security system. Am I preaching to someone today? We got individuals that are walking around saying, I'm a Christian. They're walking around saying, I have the security of God, and God is my strong tower, and God is my refuge, and God is my strength. Yet they're not maintaining a relationship with God. But I want to take you back to verse number 5. Psalm 16 and 5, The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup, thou maintainest my lot. David's telling God everything that God already knew. But David needed to remind himself of these things. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves of some facts. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. It's important to remember that David was the youngest son of Jesse. That means that David would not be receiving an inheritance from his earthly father. Why? Because he's the youngest son. The first part of this verse, David is stating that every possession that he has came from God. Because God, David realized that God was the one who had given him everything, both in the earthly things and in the spiritual things. His inheritance came from God, not his earthly father. David didn't become king of Israel because Saul was his father, but because God was his heavenly father. And I can affirm this to be true in my life. What do I have that God didn't give to me or allow me to obtain? See, my father wasn't a minister, but I and all of my siblings are in the ministry, folks. The inheritance we have in God is greater than any earthly inheritance. And personally, I would rather have the same type of inheritance as Aaron said. This is what God said to Aaron, the high priest. I am thy part and thine inheritance. Let me say that again. It's found in Numbers 18 and 20. Numbers 18 and 20. And God said to Aaron, he said, I am thy part and thine inheritance. I don't believe that that just applies to those that are in the ministry, but I believe it applies to every one of us. If we maintain our relationship with God, if we keep paying the premiums, and I'm not talking about money, 
But it's good to pay your tithe and offerings and stuff, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about us making the investment of time and prayer, reading of the Word of God and staying faithful to God. Then I believe God will tell us that I am thy part and thine inheritance. I know lots of people who are exploring the stock market at this time, and they are analyzing the numbers and contemplating about making the investment. But make sure that you first invest and secure your future in Christ Jesus before you worry about any of your earthly investments. See, securing your future in earthly things are less important than securing yourself in things that are eternal. See, it's an investment with great returns when you invest in the spiritual things. Can somebody say amen? Yes, I know that we are going through difficult times, and I know that some people have definitely been adversely affected by this pandemic. Some of you have watched your retirement funds dwindle and your work hours reduced, or some of you even completely eliminated. But it's important that we keep all things in perspective. First, what are things when compared to life itself? Thank God for His security system. Thank God for keeping you. Thank God for keeping your family. Can somebody say amen to that? I just want to insert this. Do you realize that we've, some of you have got kids and family that are lost that God has been keeping them because of you and your prayers. I believe that. I believe our prayers can move heaven. And I believe God, even though our, the kids may not be living for God and maybe uh, relatives may not be living for God, your prayers are putting a hedge of protection around them. Can somebody say amen? See, difficult times can help us get our prior priorities realigned. I'm not referring to sin. I'm referring to being the best we can be for God and reminding us of some things that we often forget in good times. Job said it like this in Job chapter 1 and verse number 21. Verse 21 of Job chapter 1, he says this, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave... And the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When we acknowledge that everything we have is because of God, then during these kind of times that we're going through, we can have confidence in the security we have in God. Should not all of us say like Job, the Lord gave, the Lord gave. The reality is God has given so much to us. We are extremely blessed. God has given us a revelation of who he is. The revelation of the oneness of God is such a great blessing. And only God can give you that revelation him abiding in us, the Holy Ghost, and no pandemic can take that away from you. It actually gives you hope during this time, folks. So in reality, what some of us, what some of us 
may have lost over the last few weeks can't compare to what we still have in God. That brings us to the second part of that verse, that maintaineth my lot. That word maintaineth means to keep fast, to follow close, to help. The word lot is referring to his portion, what God has given to him. David said, you are going to stay close and help me so I don't lose anything during this difficult time. Now, when I say you don't lose anything, I'm talking about losing anything that really matters. You may say, wait a minute, I I've lost a lots of money in my retirement fund, and that really matters. But I'm going to tell you what you have not lost. You haven't lost the Holy Ghost, because God's still with you, and you're still full have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You haven't lost the privilege to pray because you can still pray anytime you want to. You haven't lost the privilege to open the Word of God and read the Word of God. And you haven't lost the privilege to have a close relationship with the King of glory. So you haven't really lost anything that really matters if you still have God. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We too often time focus on the, what we have lost instead of what we still have. We still have the Holy Ghost. We have the greatest gift that was ever given to humanity. And there's nothing that can compare to the relationship you can have with God. Oh, can somebody say amen? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When the children of Israel encountered some difficult times in their journey in the promised land, they asked this question, did you bring us into the wilderness to destroy us? What a stupid, foolish question, folks. Yet their situation affected their reasoning. Why would God go to all of the effort to free them just so he could kill them? History reveals to us that God maintained them in their journey. He sent manna out of heaven for their bread. Quail fell down out of the sky for their meat. I mean, God even let water come from a rock to make sure they had water. And folks, He's still the same God today. Maybe He's not going to bring down manna out of heaven or let quail fall down out of the sky or bring us water out of a rock, but God is still a provider. And I believe we can say also, Thou maintainest our lot. Can somebody say amen? Oh, hallelujah. God is still a provider. Look at David's life. If you were to take certain snapshots of David's life, you could probably put together an album that seems to show that God had forsaken David. Think about this snapshot. Look at it. Kind of visualize this. There's David and behind him, a javelin sticking in the wall. Now that could be a little concerning, that snapshot right there. Now look at this one. Visualize this. Here's the side of a mountain. It's kind of dark, might even been raining a little bit. And if you look up at one of the caves, you see David looking out. The reason why he's looking out, because he's running for his life. Take that snapshot. 
Now look at the pictures of him and his men. What a group of outcasts. Just think of that. Put all of those men that are outcast of Israel around him, and that was his men. That was David and his entourage right there. The outcast of Israel. What a snapshot to take of David's life at that point. How about the snapshot of his older brother chewing him out in front of all the other soldiers? I know the naughtiness of your heart. I know what you are. Putting him down, embarrassing him there. Think about that. What a snapshot. Look, visualize this. Here's another snapshot. Take a snapshot of David and Uriah. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Here's a great snapshot. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Ready? Here's David's wife letting him down out of a window. Okay. Visualize that snapshot. There's David. His wife, Michael, up in the window with a rope in her hand, letting David out the window. That would be make a great portrait of a mighty warrior, don't you think? But that's a snapshot, again, of David's life, because that event happened in David's life. The fact is that every great warrior of God has had a Kodak moment. I know I'm dating myself right there when I say Kodak moment. <laughs> Every great warrior of God has had a snapshot moment that didn't show him in the best light. A time if someone was to capture us at that moment, that snapshot of time would be misleading. See, our media today has perfected that snapshot moment. Take a single picture or part of a video recording and then create this narrative. See, the enemy of your soul likes to take a snapshot moment in your life. And you may have provided him with a few of those in the last few days in these weeks because of this pandemic. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> and he likes to create a mental narrative to you. And so then he speaks into your life to make you look at that snapshot of your life or that moment you've been struggling with or this moment of time that you're going through and makes you think a certain way about the situation. But folks, David didn't stay on a rope hanging out the window and he didn't stay in the cave and he wasn't always being rebuked by his older brother. But we find David at one point sitting on the king's throne. We find him on the battlefield destroying Goliath because those snapshots were of one moment, but they didn't stay there. Keep the cameras rolling, and you're going to find that the narrative changes because now God steps into the situations and changes a snapshot into a movie. He changes it into something else. If you just keep looking, if you'll just keep watching, God will change that moment of time into something that will bring Him glory and honor because our God is a God who takes care of us. I'm talking about the security of our God. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hear me. The enemy of your soul likes to take a snapshot moment in your life and create a mental narrative. And you must remember, this pandemic is just a moment in time. 
Remember, David was going through a difficult time in his life. But look at what he says in the rest of Psalm 16. Verse number 7 says this, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I will bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and all that is within me. What a beautiful song. I will bless the Lord. Hey, you need to be careful that you don't let that snapshot in a moment in time define who you are during this pandemic. You need to allow God to work in your life and use you and look beyond a moment of time and realize we're going to get through this thing and God's going to take care of you. And you need to start saying, I will bless the Lord at all times and His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. We need to start glorifying God in your difficult times. You need to be thanking God in your difficult times because it's going to help you to redirect your thoughts. Look at the words, my rains also instructed instruct me in the night seasons. What are the rains? Psalm 7 and 9 says this, for the righteous God trieth the hearts and the rains. The rains is referring to the mind and the soul. My rains are my thoughts instruct me in the night season. Hear me, my reins are my thoughts, that inner being inside of me, my soul instructs me in the night season, in the dark times, in the lonely times, in the isolated times. What? My thoughts are going to have to help me. Hear me, your thoughts can either help you or they can hinder you. Come on, your thoughts can encourage you or they can discourage you. Come on, they can build you up or they can turn into an enemy that works against you. Isaiah proclaimed this in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse number 3. Isaiah 26 and verse number 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Oh, hallelujah. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on on thee, his fixed on thee, that is focusing on you, that is keeping God in front of you and not letting God disappear out of your life during this time. Now, the rest of the verse is because he trusted in thee. And verse four says, trust in the Lord. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. I want to read that two verses one more time all together. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. We must have the mind of Christ. We must control our thoughts during this time. I know we have a, lots of time on our hands, but we've got to control our thoughts and our minds during this quote-unquote night season. Remember, it will come to an end. Now look at the rest of Psalm 16 as I uh, attempt to wrap this up tonight. Uh, verse number 8, beginning of Psalm 16 Look at this. I have set the Lord always before me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. 
My flesh also shall rest in hope because God is my security. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell because God is my security. Neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption because God is my security system that he's put in place to protect me. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. God is our security. Verse number 11 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Remember the presence of God puts more joy and gladness in your life than anything else you can find. All I can say to you today is this. Keep praying and keep full of the Holy Ghost. Make sure you keep your relationship good with God because your security is in your relationship with God. Psalm 16 and 5, The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. You're going to keep me and you're going to take care of me, God. This is what David also said in 2 Psalm in 2 Samuel 22. 2 Samuel 22. I thought this was beautiful in regards to this. I mean, he, he refers to God in so many different ways in this one portion of Scripture. In 2 Samuel 22, verse 1 says this, And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song, in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And some of us need to be repeating this song also during this time. As God is taking care of you, protecting you, and providing for you, you need to make sure you keep a song in your heart. You don't need to be complaining or griping. You need to make sure you're rejoicing and keep a song. And so verse 2 says this, and this is what David said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Did you see all the different words he used? to describe God in verse number two and three. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. God is my rock in him will I trust. He's my shield, the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my, sal my savior. Thou saveth me from violence. And when he recalls all those things, then he says, I will call on the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemy. So during this time, remember, you have God's security system in place, but you need to make sure you maintain that security system. You need to make sure you maintain that relationship with God because 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3 says, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from all evil. Thank God we have a security system in God. And folks, it's very affordable and everybody can afford it. How can I afford it? I'll tell you how you can afford it. All you need to do is begin to pray and ask God, mm, 
Ask God to move into your life and start affecting your life. It's easy to maintain a security system with God. All it takes is to communicate with God. It doesn't take any money out of your pocket. You don't have to pay a million dollars for this security system. All you got to do is maintain a relationship with our God. And it's affordable to everybody. Everybody can afford this security system that's in God. And if you haven't established your relationship with God, you can establish a relationship with God. If you've never been saved yet, I'm here to tell you, you can repent of your sins. That's asking God to forgive you for the things you have done wrong. And then you need to begin to just praise God and thank God for all the things He has done. And God then can fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is truly the greatest gift that you could ever have, is having the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God living in you. And then when we get back together, I'll be happy to baptize you in the wonderful name of Jesus for the remission of sins. Oh, hallelujah. Can we just take a moment and just thank the Lord? God, you are so very good to us. And Lord, I thank you today for your keeping power. I thank you, Lord, for the power of the security system, Lord, we have in you. God, that you never, you never slumber nor sleep, God, but your eyes are always open and you are always aware of every situation we're going through, Lord. You know where every one of us are at, God. You know the difficult difficulties, Lord, that are facing every one of us, God. But, Lord, I give you all praise and glory for you keeping us, God, through all of these times and being with us, Lord, every moment of the day, God. Lead us and guide us, God. I pray, Lord, you'd help us to establish a strong relationship with you, Lord, and make sure, God, that we walk close to you every day, God. We ask all these things in your wonderful name, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Again, it's been great to be with all of you tonight. May God bless and keep you until we can meet again. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. So he is awesome. Come on, all across the building, lift your voice. All I have had me, I've been satisfied with you.
sing it, sing it. 